All right. So it has been a crazy, crazy week here. Not here, but over there in the United States. It's actually rather peaceful here in Singapore. In fact, really, really boring. I just went out yesterday, our first day after our so-called quarantine, and it's extremely boring. Nothing is happening. Contrast that to whatever is going on in the United States right now. I'm really grateful that it's boring. So anyway, today I have my friend Emmanuel on. He is going to talk a bit about his thoughts on what's going on in in the streets of America right now. So Emmanuel, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Look, thanks again for coming on here. I really appreciate it. So we had the pleasure of meeting in LA, you know, earlier this year in January. And man, that was, we had a blast. And we, I still have to get you back for that prank you played on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope we're going to meet sometime soon. And uh, I really I'll- do. Yeah, I, I promise to continue uh, part two of that prank. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will get you back. You know, I was planning to come back this year, but you know, first the coronavirus, and now these these riots in the streets are mm. happening. Goodness me, yeah. that it's gonna be a while till I actually um, find a good timing to come over. So mm. anyway. So, Emmanuel, I know you have one hell of a story. I mean, I heard a lot about it when I met you in L.A., but maybe mm. just briefly and perhaps focusing on the details that might be relevant to today's discussion, um, do you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your background? All right. Um, so, my 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 name is Kedus uh, Emmanuel uh, Lasafa, and I go by Emmanuel. Uh, I'm originally born in uh, Ethiopia, uh, Addis Ababa. Uh, so I spent most of my life in Ethiopia uh, until uh, I went to college. Uh, I joined Addis uh, University in Ethiopia, and it was a hectic environment for me to be in, especially for per, for people like me who are politically charged, you know, uh, who are politically motivated. Uh, so uh, we joined a couple of students to uh to voice our opinions politically. Uh, and as you know, most African countries uh, are not known for welcoming dissenting opinions. Uh, so uh, I had, yeah, so I experienced my share bit of uh, uh, trouble. Uh, so after that, I decided to come to the United States. I found a way to be here. Uh, I came here, uh, uh, I was a student. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to college and uh, I'm working as well. Uh, so, I mean, life is so much better here. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you are the American <laughs> dream. So, of course, yeah. you said, you know, life is so much better here, etc. So, obviously, you are politically conservative. You are, you're Christian. You're a PragerU um, ambassador. Um, obviously, you're very pro-American. So, but I know with everything going on right now, you don't exactly, mm. what's the word, subscribe or agree completely with the conservative narrative that's going on right now. So if you could just sort of lay out, lay it out here, what mm. what you think the conservative 
sort of narrative that's going on here and what you disagree with. Yeah. Um, so to put it in short, uh, uh, I see a lot of blame, the blame game going on, uh, especially in the conservative community. Uh, and uh, yes, it is uh, the left's fault. Uh, so I mean, the, the reason we're here, we're here in, in this kind of situation today in America is because the left uh, primarily and uh, especially for African-Americans, uh, it has been a hell of a road uh, with democratic policies and democratic uh, uh, decisions uh, in general, democratic party decisions in general. Uh, I understand that. But uh, most people on the right are just uh, putting the blame most people on the right believe that just putting the blame on the liberals uh, can exempt them from being responsible for what's going on in the United States. Uh, so, for example, if somebody, if a parent uh, raised uh, a troubled child, uh, you can't just blame uh, the mother or you can't just blame everybody else except you. You have to share the blame because that is part of you. So... As doesn't matter how much they uh, dislike uh, what they're seeing right now, but this is a product of uh, American policies in general, not just the liberal policies. And the, the left can be uh, uh, can be guilty of uh, doing things that are uh, unlikely, uh, but the right can be can also be blamed for not for 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 not stopping them. To, to say the least, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, for not fact, taking encouraging, initiative. Encouraging yeah, them, for, in fact. Exactly. For, for not taking uh, initiative uh, to stop them or, you know, uh, to save mm -hmm. uh, African-Americans from the gutter they're in right now. Um, so that is why I was vocal about it. And I, I, but I, I basically... Uh, identify myself as libertarian i mean uh, what makes me con more conservative is my christian beliefs uh, so i'm socially conservative of course but in general and identify as libertarian and i believe in both social and uh, economic freedom uh, to the maximum uh, so yeah that's basically it right and another thing that i've seen you mention before is I think you find some irony here that conservatives, we are always advocating for small government and, you know, a U.S., someone who identifies as mostly mostly libertarian. I mean, mm -hmm. I, my views are also very libertarian leaning, you know, come in. I think people mm -hmm. like it is the thing, something that a lot of American conservatives, you know, I think what they don't get is... I know a lot of this, there's a bit of a stigma in the conservative movement when it comes to libertarians sometimes. And for me, at least, I think what they don't understand is I'm not necessarily identifying as hardcore libertarian, but rather my beliefs are very libertarian because of the background that people like you and I come from, the places where the government is, you know, we... It's not like America where you have a party that you can back. Rather, the entire government is just mm. in um, a state that you just cannot get along with. And that is, I guess, that sort of sort of influences our sort of libertarian ideologies. But yeah. anyway, back to what I was going on about. You, you think that, I think you see that 
you were mentioning that there is some irony that these conservatives, they're advocating for small government, but yet they they are supporting the police and the police, they work for the government. And I thought that was a really interesting point that I have never thought about before, but I would I would really like you to sort of elaborate more on that and your thoughts mm. on that so I can understand this a bit more. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, so... W- when you when we when you think about police brutality it's not it's not i i don't buy the narrative that it is only for uh, african americans or minority communities okay uh, so yeah so that is something that we have to lay out here that mm. um maybe some people that you've spoken to don't understand this but you are of the belief that this is not just a black white issue that that's clear, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not okay. black, white, Hispanic issue. It, it should concern everybody. Everybody uh, against unchecked police power. Uh, right, everybody okay. should be concerned about it. In fact, we have the Second Amendment precisely to combat that kind of uh, tyranny from the government. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that the government is going to employ, whether it is on the right or on the left, they're going to employ these same police officers to knock on your door uh, so you can comply to their demand, you know? Uh, So uh, it should concern everybody. Uh, Unchecked police power, uh, unchecked government power, uh, uh, unnecessary and and unconstitutional uh, regulations and laws uh, need to concern everybody. Uh, and uh, that is why I can I was not able to fit both in the left and the right on this matter because the left wanted to make everything about race and the right uh, didn't want to acknowledge that police brutality is a real issue in the United States and that it should concern everybody of all races in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. That's that's an interesting point. And you've also mentioned before that you know i've been looking at the things you've been saying so you've also mentioned where you come from you have had experience with the police back in ethiopia so could you tell us a bit more about that yeah um as i told you earlier i was uh, a little bit politically charged uh, not much uh, but a little bit politically charged um can you give me one second somebody's knocking <laughs> don't worry Sorry. i'll that out all right <laughs> So they will deal with it. All right. Sorry about that. Um, okay. So uh, as you, as I told you earlier, that I was politically charged, a little bit politically charged in the in the university in Addis Ababa University, and um, so uh, we saw that some uh, students were arrested by the government. Uh, if I remember correctly, around 20 students were arrested unlawfully by the government, and everybody was asking where they were. Uh, their parents and uh, their friends, and nobody gave answer. So people uh, started going uh, on a demonstration inside the school campus uh, and around our uh, college campus around there. Uh, and in fact, uh, our college campus was uh, close to uh, the United States Embassy. So mm-hmm. it, people even started going out to the embassy uh, to protest uh, this unlawful acts by the government uh, and during these kind of times I joined I've been there and you know uh, we've been detained we've been beaten by the police uh, and police mistreatment is a huge issue especially coupled with um, uh, 
totalitarian laws uh, and uh, wicked uh, justice system. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that makes it really uh, troubling. Uh, and by no means I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, comparing everything that is there uh, uh, with uh, everything about the government that is in the United States. But I was talking about specifically about uh, police brutality, uh, and uh, we've seen uh, we've seen so many uh, mistreatments like that going on in Ethiopia. But never I saw uh, a, when a cop shooting uh, people and never getting or never receiving any consequence for it. Uh, in fact, it's been 15 years since I saw such kind of acts going on in Ethiopia. And that is why it bothered me. And I know the media played uh, a huge role in amplifying or exaggerating these issues in the United States, but we see this kind of shootings, this kind of abuse and brutality from the police every single day in the United States. And uh, that should be concerning, and especially for people who have nothing to co to compare it with. I mean, they should wake up about it. Right. Yeah. That's that's a very yeah. That's a that definitely gave me a lot to think about the that even in Ethiopia, your home country, where you know, you, as you said, you have this totalitarian government and terrible justice system. Even there police you would say that pr police brutality is not as bad as in the united states is that what you're saying yeah i mean there is a police mistreatment don't get mm -hmm. me wrong there, there is mm -hmm. a huge police mistreatment but mm -hmm. it won't go as far as killing people on the streets and we don't hear about at least we don't hear about it every single day right. you know what i mean mm -hmm. okay yeah. so yeah all right so Obviously, I think all of us across the political spectrum, all of us here are in agreement that there is a problem here. Um, it's just that, you know, people on the left seem to think that some people don't think it's a problem, but, you know, we, we know better than that. So, look, I'm not American, neither are you, but you have been living in America for a while now. And, you know, as a black man living in America, you probably understand a lot better than me. So maybe you can help me to understand how did America get to this point as a as a country, you know, as compared to Ethiopia? Why? How did America become this way? And like, what are the issues here? Um, so uh, if you're asking about uh, what America came to be uh, uh, with respect to the riots and uh, thugs going on in the streets. Uh, I mean, that is obviously the result of uh, political polarization that we see in the US. And the, and the left thinks uh, Trump uh, produced that kind of tension uh, in the United States. But in fact, Trump can probably be uh, be the result of that kind of polarization mm. uh, instead of creating it. Uh, so. This has been going on for the past 20, 30 years in the United States, and uh, everybody was divided. And we remember since George George Bush, uh, uh, elections were uh, elections were decided by even Supreme Courts. You know what I mean? So like people are like really, really on the different spectrum, uh, and there is a lot of talking going on, but it's not with each other. You know what I mean? Everybody is in their own bubble and speaking for their own kind. Uh, so 
that led us to this point here. Uh, when you, if you are talking, uh, or, or if you are uh, referring to uh, the burning down of cities and uh, uh, this kind of uh, acts of protest, uh, what I, what I, what, what, what I say to that is, conservatives first of all need to separate the wheat from the chaff. That should be the first thing to do because you cannot, you cannot. Uh, you cannot throw the baby with the bathwater, you know what I mean? Mm. So you, you you have to separate the the genuine from the from the terrible one. So the first thing to do is I think Trump got it right. They separated Antifa from the Black Lives Matter, you know? So Antifa are those uh, white kids with skinny jeans and skateboards burning down black neighborhoods without um, no repercussions, you know, uh, burning down cities and cars uh, and uh, terrorizing the communities uh, throughout the United States. So these people are really, really toxic. Uh, if you remember, uh, Andy Ngo and uh, James mm-hmm. O'Keefe, uh, they were talking about it a lot and they were doing this investigative journalism about this kind of people. And I saw in one of the videos O'Keefe uh, uh, released uh, one of the Bernie Sanders election coordinator was saying Milwaukee is going to burn down if Bernie doesn't get the nomination. Uh, and I mean, they, they they prepared for this, you know, they they prepared for this. They just wanted that trigger point, and uh, it happens to be the the tragic uh, murder of uh, George Floyd. Um, and they they are using this tragedy. Look, um, I understand why Trump could label them uh, a terrorist organization. Look, uh, if you see Hezbollah and Hamas, those people burn down cities or bomb uh, some some neighborhoods and they go and hide behind innocent people. They hide behind churches and hospitals and, you know, uh, and peaceful communities. So anybody cannot take uh, uh, measures in, in those kind of situations. That's going to be hard for the government to take measures to, to root them out. Uh, and they're doing the same thing. So these people have agenda. These people have agenda to destroy the United States from within. Uh, and this, these kids are using uh, the Black Lives Matter and this uh, source of tragedies that we see every day in the U.S. as a cover to implement their, their whatever their belief of utopia is. Uh, so the first thing to, to do is... Uh, to separate them from the BLM. And I understand Black Lives Matter also have a problem. They also have a problem. But we also need to separate Black Lives Matter as a movement and Black Lives Matter as an organization. So the organization is funded and supported by the same kind of people who are organizing Antifa. So uh, we we need also to separate that because those those people who are joining Black Lives Matter as a movement are yeah, the same kind of people. Of, yeah, they yeah, are. like the same they kind mean, of people like like you and I who are yeah, they're coming uh, really from a good place, in, you know. They, exactly. They, by they mean well. The they mean well, but exactly. they just don't know. See, we the common people they don't. I guess they're not as um, critical as mm. people like you and I say. We actually look at what's actually going on. Not everyone is going to do that, and that's a big yeah. problem because, as you said, you put it out there really clearly. So thank you for that. You put it that we have to separate Antifa from, like you know, the really? Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. You have to separate the movement the and the, the movement. organization and. Mm-hmm. 
for I guess for us, yeah, that's clear for us. But yeah. for the common people, people are not gonna be able to do that here. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's the, why we need um, <laughs> a spirit of discernment. You know what I mean? It's gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna be easy. <laughs> and uh, you've seen what white guilt is doing to people, and I've seen. <laughs> So many white people kneeling down and basically apologizing for what they have no clue yeah, yeah, that yeah. they even did. I have, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on that. So I've seen mm. the I've seen this video of um so it was posted by I saw it being posted on this um Catholic page. Now, you know, um I'm Catholic and I make sure that the pages that I sort of subscribe to are the more sort of conservative leaning Catholic pages, and this this was a conservative leaning Catholic page, and they posted this video video of these white guys like kneeling down in front of um, a bunch of black people, and they were like crying and um, praying for forgiveness for um, their sort of crimes against the black community. And so I was kind of surprised to see it on that page, and I wanted to get your opinion on that. What do you think of? What do you think of that? It is really troubling to see, <laughs> for real. Like, like it, it is really troubling. Uh, but like here, what I want to point out, Gabe, is uh, the there are two narratives on this topic. You see, the 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 one side, the one most conservatives or the mainstream conservative says is yes black people uh, suffered due to slavery so now just move on you know mm-hmm. uh, let's move on as if nothing happened and that is not that is not a right kind of argument you know uh, these people honestly suffered for 400 years and they were slaves and they were robbed of their identity their names and their their families and their personhood you know so uh I mean, we we, we say uh, never forget for the 9-11 attacks, right? But we say just move on for 400 years of slavery. Uh, And I don't see that as to be uh, the right thing to do. Uh, And there is another narrative that uh, every white people should apologize or should pay or as reparations or whatever it is, should pay for the the sins of their ancestors. Uh, And as you know... uh, a very very when when slavery was on its highest around the 1860s uh, a very small minority of the people had slaves i mean in fact uh, if i remember the numbers correctly around 1% of the population had almost 4 millions of slaves and all of them were owned by the democrats <laughs> all of them you know not a single republican ever owned a slave uh, and uh, not just uh, the, 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 the officials, the government officials, but also Republican uh, individuals never owned a slave. Uh, in fact, the, the Republican Party was created to abolish slavery. And the first president being Abraham Lincoln, who signed the Emancipation Pro- Proclamation. Uh, so, uh, like, so uh, guilting every single white person uh, into submission into uh, this kind of uh, uh, humiliation uh, is purely evil. It, this is evil because um, these people, some of these white people who whom you saw uh, apologizing, f- are I mean they they are they are very uh, sympathetic. You know what I mean? They they mm-hmm. they are yeah. they, they, they well. feel they mean yeah well. they mean well. They feel their pain and uh, but but. Uh, <sighs> 
but it is it, it is so wrong to first of all not 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 none, none of these black people are slaves right now and none of these and white none of these white people slave are slaves exactly okay you know Uh, so if we want to make a difference in black communities, we actually focus on the real problems that are in African-American communities. Right. Not this, not right. this talk. Right. So yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, what are the, the problems in the actual African-American communities? Because I think this is where everything stems from. So, I mean, on the other side, in terms of the racism, I'm of the belief that Um, racism, evil, it is impossible to get rid of on the collective scale. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm willing to have my mind changed on that if people don't agree. Um, but I think it goes the same way for the problems in the African-American communities that you can't mm -hmm. just put a bunch of laws here and, you know, um, a bunch of um, regulations and you have to do this do that and um you know things like welfare and encouraging mm -hmm. single motherhood basically i yeah. know those are a lot of things that go on and i do believe that when it, when it comes to fixing the actual problems my stand is that you really have to go down to the individual level which is why i think i'm a big fan of you know i think you are a big fan of candace owens as well where i think that is a very good I think a massive part of the solution is educating, educating the African-American community from the inside, just educating. I was I was listening to this um, radio show, Rush, Lim, Rush Limbaugh. Um, Rush Limbaugh. I'm, sorry, I probably got his name wrong, but yeah, that guy. So he had an interview with The Breakfast Club and The Breakfast Club is the... Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but they are the biggest. Yeah, they are the one of the biggest. Uh, they have the biggest African American audience, and the things they were saying, they were, they are so insistent that all the issues that are that are going on right now, every, the answer to everything. I mean, Rush was just ask, um, asking them a lot of questions, and the answer to every single one of his statements was. Oh, white supremacy, white privilege, white supremacy, white privilege, and they, they, the, these guys that are on the radio, they are talking about a lot of things that are just, they're simply not true. They're not statistically true, and they're you know the usual blaming Trump for everything, and they say that the reason why the riots are happening is because oh, it's because of the lockdown. How do you expect people not to riot? And they're just. Ignore completely the fact that the lockdowns were pushed by Democrats. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation, I feel, being spread to the African-American community itself. This is what they're listening to. Um, so I'm sorry I've went on for quite a while. Now I, I want to hear what your thoughts are on all of that that I've been thinking about. And what, mm. do, you, what do you propose, basically? So... Um... Yeah, two two questions here. First, mm -hmm. uh, what is the problem with African American within African American communities, and the second is, uh, what is the solution for whatever it is going on right now? Uh, so, uh, for the first one, uh, look, uh, slavery is not a problem right now. Mm -hmm. uh, segregation is not a problem right now. Uh, I don't even think white supremacy or racism is a big issue right now. Uh, 
I don't think that is the issue right now. Mm. African-Americans are suffering primarily due to for lack of fatherhood in in every ha- household, basically. So if you if you see the stats, 75% of uh, black uh, African-American mothers uh, have their kids without wedlock, and they, they, there is no father inside, inside their household. And that is going to create uh, a lot of problems because these young men, they don't have anybody to look up to. Uh, so they will just have to go and join uh, the, the, the gangs and... Mm-hmm. Those, those kind of people to in, in, in search of that role model or uh, fatherhood or, you know, father figure, uh, and they will end up dead or in jail. Uh, and the cycle continues. Uh, and the second problem that I can see is abortion. Uh, I mean, within the past 47 years since Roe v. Wade, uh, more than 20 million black kids were aborted. Uh, in fact, in New York right now, uh, more black kids are killed in the womb than those are born alive, mm-hmm. and this this number is staggering. This is this is crazy, because the like I saw uh, I saw somewhere that eighty percent of all uh, Planned Parenthood and these abortion clinics are located in minority communities, uh, and in fact, in fact the the the, the founder of uh, uh, Planned Parenthood once said that their their plan to exterminate the Negro population should not be known. And that was their agenda from the start. Exactly, and yeah. I, I believe uh, African-Americans are barking on the wrong tree. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they're not, they're not, they, they don't know their enemies and just they're swinging everywhere. You know what I mean? Exactly, they're exactly. Everywhere. It's uh, like that and, uh, tweet that I came out with, you know, my, <laughs> I think I'm such a poet, you know, the roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> um, systemic racism isn't good. Planned parenthood. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> it is. Planned Parenthood is the threat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the third thing I can say is a black on black crime. Black on black crime is an issue, a, a big issue. Uh, uh, in fact, more 94% of all black victims were killed by other black people. And you don't see nobody rioting on that. You don't see nobody protesting on that. Even if they do, you don't see it on the news because it doesn't get much traction, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean the who, media's owns, agenda. who owns the news? Um, exactly. So exactly. that this explains. So, exactly. Uh, so black on black crime is like one of the top issues in African-American communities. Uh, and if black people or African-Americans took themselves seriously and started to combat black-on-black crime, I would hope or I, I, I believe uh, the rest of the country would take them seriously when they talk about police brutality or white-on-black crime. Um, so, and the fourth thing is the welfare state. The welfare state stripped every household of their father and uh, the, basically the women married the government. Uh for 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 food stamps and uh, uh, whatever uh, benefits there are uh, from the government, uh, and and it keeps it it, it 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 this 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 just helps creating the cycle all over again. So if we fix all these four things in the United States for African Americans, I honestly believe they can they can be in a really better place than they are right now. 
I mean, uh, currently it's the Asian Americans who are doing really well in the United States. <laughs> and these people also suffered in internment camps and, uh, you know, do, do, during the World War II and stuff. Uh, and But they're doing really good. And they came from a totalitarian government, most of them. And they're flourishing in the United States. I mean, this is the land of the free and home of the brave. And I, I, I still believe in the American dream. Uh, it, it exists. American dream exists more than whatever these made-up words are. The systematic racism exists. Exactly. Um, so, so people should look at themselves. Individuals mm. need to look at themselves and need to carry their own cross. Need to burden their own responsibility. Uh, and Black Americans need to learn that. But, but this doesn't exempt the collective responsibility of the country for African Americans. Uh, I, 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 it just doesn't click in my mind to say after 400 years of slavery, you know what, just move on. Just move on. Just thank us for what we did for you, for setting you free. You know, just uh, just move on. You know, I, so I don't, I don't the, agree with what that. What is the alternative to that, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I support on solving real solutions in African mm. African okay. communities. And I understand, I understand their mm -hmm. continuous uh, support and blind loyalty for the Democratic Party is making it hard. I understand. But that still still doesn't uh, absolve uh, the right to ignore the problems. I, I, I have to give it to Trump, you know. He have done a lot more for black Americans than many of the modern presidents in fact many of the old presidents the the so so i mean we have seen uh, i mean a moderate uh, justice reform his uh, opportunity zones uh, his uh, funding for the HB, hbcus uh, historically black colleges and universities uh, and so on i mean we we we're, we're seeing an effort from trump even though he only has 10% of the African American support, uh, in fact, it was growing to 30%. Uh, but I'm afraid uh, the the left just took it away during this uh, race tensions. Um, right. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that is basically it. Okay. And so, okay, go on. If you ask me uh, why the country is in the kind of situation it is right now. Uh, the first one I will blame is the church and community leaders because I'm a Christian and uh, the church basically became um, uh, another uh, uh, spot to incubate these uh, social justice warriors. You know what I mean? The, most mm -hmm. of the pastors and priests I, 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 I listen to uh, are more of uh, social very justice true. warriors yes, than than prayer warriors or <laughs> gospel warriors, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I've seen, I, I see them more concerned about uh, the physical and material and, and, and mostly uh, false uh, issues. Uh, and uh, these are, like, there are these celebrity pastors and priests, you know what I mean? And they're so detached from the from the from the community and they abandoned their flock and now the wolves eaten all the sheep. Uh, now they're they're now they're confused. What happened? You happened like they, they are the problem because they didn't do what they're supposed to do because they did not feed the generation, this coming generation was 
purpose and meaning. Uh, and without purpose and meaning, uh, nothing really matters. Nothing really matters if, if you don't have something you look up to, if you don't have something you look for, and if you don't have uh, something to carry. Uh, because I don't believe rights can uh, are the solution for whatever uh, hole there is within us. I believe uh, duty and responsibility and carrying the cross is the answer for it. In fact, what, why do we need liberty? Why, why do we need freedom? The reason we need freedom is so we can shoulder responsibility voluntarily. That is the, the, the reason we need freedom. Uh, so freedom without the, the, the responsibility is basically nonsense for me. Uh, and that was the role of community leaders in the church exactly. to, okay. to, to equip these people with purpose and meaning. Uh, and the second and the the uh, the, 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 the second uh, thing I would blame for the current situation is the public school system. The public school system indoctrinated the young generation with uh, with this with these ideologies uh, that led them to nihilism and purposelessness yeah. and hopelessness. And I think that goes for all people, not just you mm. know the African American community. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, you you saw most of the people who are burning down cities uh, are white kids. Mm -hmm. Most of them are white kids. In fact, I've seen a lot more videos of blacks stopping the whites uh, than yeah, blacks burning down cities. Yeah. See, so uh, the public school system failed everybody. The public school system failed everybody because they taught students that they are nothing more than hopeless and helpless victims. You know, uh, they, 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 they cannot change themselves. They cannot, uh, uh, they cannot shoulder them their own self, or they cannot be uh, a force for good in, in in their community, in their in their country. I mean, it's uh, all a, it's all a. I think it's a. What do you call it? A pyramid scheme, I guess, because, you mm. know, who owns the schools, the government? And obviously the government wants to educate all the kids that um, you have to be reliant on the government. Um, and when you do that, that that works in their benefit. And come on, I mean, exactly. here in Singapore, this is what the entire country is built upon. The, the entire narrative that we have to they want us to grow up with is that. Um, we have to be obedient to the government because that is what that is what they are reliant on. They need people to be of the mindset that they have to trust the government. They have to rely on the government. And I think that is the direction. That is not what America is about. As you said, mm -hmm. America is about freedom, the individual. And mm -hmm. what America is trying to do, it, it's trying to move towards more of a, I wouldn't say more of a Singapore kind of thing, but just more of a collectivist thing. And I think mm -hmm. that's really sad. That's yeah, that is the problem. One thing, very one thing, thing the, that West, the West was built upon. Exactly. One thing the West, and especially America, got right was extracting the individual from the collective. Mm -hmm. And we are losing it and losing it really yeah. fast. Uh, and I think uh, for 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 the conservatives, it was not a good idea to abandon the public schools. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, it started by uh, taking out the Bible. I support that to some extent, but that doesn't mean to replace it with some sort of wicked ideology. Uh, and uh, I mean, everything you hear from those public schools. I mean, don't get like. This includes colleges and universities, not only the elementary and the high schools. Uh, everything you hear is about equity, uh, diversity, um, 
inclusiveness and all this nonsense uh that uh, this uh, what do you call intersectionality uh i mean like they 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 really brainwashed these kids into feeling they are nothing nothing more than helpless and hopeless victims and that is really uh, a huge problem um so the third thing i can i can point out here is the media the media it became more of uh, a disease than uh, a solution for the country because you saw the media right yeah nobody nobody yesterday no ne- not a single network mentioned uh, david dorn captain david dorn he was killed by the uh, by the protesters while he was guarding uh, some store and he he was just lying there dead on the street and i mean of of course it went viral but not no network covered that story uh, and you can see that all of them including social media every kind of uh, news media they are working together and for a specific agenda and they are they are, they, they, they they became nothing more than uh, a propaganda machine for these domestic and foreign actors you know this radical active for, uh, actors uh, and uh, the media uh, really abused uh, their freedom uh, they lied and manipulated the public into uh, my god yeah the media trump got it right the fake news is a problem it is a problem uh and the fourth and final thing not the last thing but the fourth uh, thing i consider to be a, a problem or uh, that contributed to this kind of uh, problem in the united states is hollywood so these actors basically and an extension of the media basically exactly <laughs> exactly uh, these celebrities the celebrity culture in general the the celebrity worshiping culture in general mm-hmm. Th- these these people are these people are, are are living in their gated communities uh, uh with their uh, go- uh, armed guards and uh, mm-hmm. security personnel essentially uh, they- Ricky Gervais you saw the Ricky Gervais roast of Hollywood basically what he said you guys exactly. have no right to lecture us <laughs> the common people on <laughs> exactly exactly and like they 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 tell these people to protest and right we'll see how that is going to work out when those protest protesters start, start tearing uh, down your going house going to their houses yeah <laughs> right, okay. because they I, don't care you saw what they did to cnn uh, exactly that was so hilarious they're not gonna they, care that just yeah. backfired so i just want to yeah. wrap this up here actually um right. because you know we've i wish we could go on forever you've brought up many amazing points i thought we'd mm. just wrap it up here you know you mentioned something really interesting about how you know first they they make them rely on the government and the government fails them and they instead you know they're supposed to rely on the communities their churches but now the churches also failed also failed them so i guess now their last resort is the government i guess the government has failed them don't get me wrong but to yeah. them the government is helping them they're giving them welfare checks and and all that kind of stuff so to them they are helping them and another thing i wanted to recap on so you mentioned four problems with the african american community and also well four internal problems and four external problems so i thought that was really well set up so do you think you could recap on those four internal and four external problems just once again Yeah so okay so the internal problems i see are the first thing is in african american communities the fatherhood absence uh 
uh, that is a huge issue. The second thing, uh, an increased number of abortions. Third is black or, on black crime. Uh, and fourth is the welfare system. These four things I see as the individual problems in every ha- household. And uh, these yeah. these are problems. And collectively as a country, the first thing that failed the country is the church and community leaders. And the second thing is uh, the, the, the public school systems. And the third is the media. And the fourth is Hollywood and these celebrities. Uh, now, when I conclude this, uh, uh, what I want to say is... Uh, Trump is currently in a very tight situation because if, if if he does something, he's a wicked leader, and if he doesn't do nothing, he he's is a weak a leader. Terrible, you know? So his choice is to be a weak or a wicked leader. You know that is his choice right now, uh, uh, and it's a tight situation to be in. Uh, but I will say, I will say uh, that he can start by acknowledging these problems in African American communities. Uh, so that would help to de-escalate the the protest and everything. Because most of these people, if you saw, they just want a shoulder to cry. They they want somebody to exactly. to comfort yeah, them. They yeah. are all they're all looking to they destroy matter, things. You know? They don't want. Exactly. They don't want exactly. these riots. They are just looking to be heard. Exactly. They they, they, they want it to be heard. Exactly, they're hurt, and hurt people hurt people, you know. So they they need they need they need that kind of uh, comfort from their leader. So Trump needs to start from acknowledging the problems and the pains they are going through, and that can be the first step. The first, the second step, I believe to be uh, the right uh, route is uh, to to track down and dismantle these Antifa cells. A few. As you see them, they were highly orchestrated and organized. Within a matter of hours after the Floyd's murder, the yeah, whole country was seeing... on fire. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think, and... because we did not see anything trending on Twitter before this, any plans being made. Hey, everyone, exactly. guys, let's go <laughs> out there on the streets and let's start burning the buildings. We didn't see it, any of that. They just anything. came up out of nowhere. My God, they were highly organized and we underestimated them. Uh, and these people need need to be tracked down, and they need to be uh, dismantled, and they need to be arrested. But but one thing I don't support here is bl- uh, uh, labeling Antifa as a terrorist organization. I don't think it's a wise move for Trump because Antifa is an organization, but not a formal organization. So it can easily be portrayed by the media or misunderstood by the public as uh, Trump, as if Trump is uh, labeling uh, dissenting opinions as terrorists, uh, and his it will be nothing more than a political aggression. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't think that's a wise move, but they need to keep it low key and they need to track down and dismantle these antifa cells. Then the the third step I can I can say is I, I believe everybody dis- agrees with me uh, on this because. Trump needs uh, to create more enemies. He needs to stop creating more enemies. And he needs to be able to work with people he doesn't agree with. You know, like he created so many enemies inside and outside of the country, you know. So you shouldn't have this this much enemy you know what i mean <laughs> like everybody uh, yeah. like, you're not I gonna think, do nothing yeah, i mean i think that's a whole different topic he's gonna, need, he's, he's gonna need the consent of the government so he's gonna be able to do that i believe i mean criticizing him is not not supporting him you know i i support him all the way but he needs to do these things and and one thing i i need to add is 
these rhinos, uh, Republicans in name only, who are in Senate and the House, I wish and I hope they will lose their seats and they can be replaced by more competent and uh, and other conservatives who have the balls to do what needs to be done. And um, I can conclude my point on that. Got it. Thank you. I mean, that was so, so well put out. I mean, you, you broke it down so well into these um, four points of the individual level, collectivist level. That was really, really fantastic because, you know, coming from a coming from a place where, look, you are literally one of the only black people I know. So here in Singapore, there isn't much of a, an African-American community. There, there is, but it's very, very minimal, just like how like there isn't a very substantial number of Jews, so to say. So that was extremely educational. I feel like, wow, I am, wow, I'm just like, um, <laughs> I'm an expert on this topic now. <laughs> totally. So thank thank you so much for that. Very educational. Uh, I think those points that you brought up were very important because right now the conservative movement they are looking they are looking for something to focus on. What is the solution? Because conservatives we want we want a solution. We want to advocate for change and get this over and done with. What can we do? But nobody nobody is giving them an answer. So I think this right here is a really good answer, and I hope that we can get this message out there. Very important. Um, and aside from that, would you... I know you're a fan of Candace Owens. Last mm. final final short one. Do you approve of Candace Owens? Should everyone be spreading her message right now? Yes. I mean, she is a phenomenal woman, and I met her once or twice Uh and uh, yeah, she 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 is she is fire, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, mean, I would that. say what well, I would say one thing is uh, she should work on more being uh, close to the African American voices. You know what I mean? They 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 think she is detached from them. Uh, right. But, yeah, but her general message. But her general her message, message is, is on okay, point. Good. She's so, on yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, two things. Um. Please share this um, share this video. I'm going to cut it out into um, smaller bits. I know this was a really long um, interview because, I mean, come on, it was really good. Um, I didn't want to cut him off there, but I'm going to cut out those important bits. Please share this message, share this message, share the message of voices like Candace Owens. And, yeah, let's make change happen, guys. I mean, America, I want the, you know, I want to... I, I wasn't as fortunate to be born an American citizen and I every second of my life is spent trying to find a way to get over there. And I want an America um, to be able to go to. I want um, America to be still standing. So <laughs> let, let's come on. Let's make let's get together, work together as a movement. This is a time that we have to be united here and. Let's make let's make some change. So thank you so much for coming on, Emmanuel. That was, of course, for extremely me. enlightening. And yeah, let's talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be.